Walt and the Reese have been X-Files fans from the beginning. Patrick is watching for the first time. Together, they perform improv comedy in New York City, and now they're doing a podcast. It's time for Two Files and a Newborn. Hi! Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Two Files and a Newborn. I'm Walter. I'm Reese. And I'm Patrick. We are deep into season three here, talking about War of the... Coprophages. 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 Which means dung eaters. I'm saying war of the shit eaters. War of the shit eaters. Coprophages. And then Sizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizzizz
Her name is Bambi. Then you just watch the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I missed said, I missed that they call her Bambi, I guess. You missed the part where Scully was on the phone and said her name is Bambi. And he talked and he said Dr. Bambi. And then she said again, her name is Bambi. Might have been when I was eating my burrito. Oh, no. I think she was in some show with Halle Berry on TV years Ignored ago. Ignored for Chipotle. That was a great line. That's a classic mm-hmm. line. Her name is Bambi. But the doctor that's in the entire episode, though, with a mustache, do you, you recognize him? Chuck. Um, Chuck. No. No, Doc. Chuck. No, no, Ray Burke. Dr. Rick Newton, the one at the beginning that we keep seeing back, he's at the hospital later, it's really free. And then one at the very end that blows everything up. That's Pap Schmear uh, from Naked Gun. The poop series. exploded. That's Pap Schmear. Explosion of poops. So yeah. um I, I really like this episode because mm-hmm. I just find it funny. I think it's entertaining as hell. I it, don't like cockroaches. It's but. it's pretty funny. I mean it's it's also pretty well done because it's like one of those realistic like monsters. Like, oh yeah, that's something that People are actually afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, do they... I was wondering, as I was watching this, and I'm seeing, like, Mulder stepping on bugs and shit. I'm like, do they, does that count for, like, animal control? Well, I know they had 300 live cockroaches on set at some point. But then when they step on them, do they actually kill them on set, or...? Does PETA have a problem with killing cockroaches? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And they survived it either at Holocaust. And Jillian ate one unnecessarily. She also ate a milk dud. That's that right. Was on the craft. Right. <laughs> Those milk duds that were never Now, was that supposed to be a, a, a throwback to Humbug? There's a lot Darren Morgan throws in this. Kind of funny because, and I think that has something to do with Humbug because there's a lot in this episode that goes back. <laughs> well, it's just funny because like, she spills them on the floor and everyone just runs <laughs> mm-hmm. and leaves. <laughs> Apparently, the book that I she's out reading. loud and a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Well, every time he calls Scully. <laughs> right? Is this the first time we see fine whatever? Okay, fine sure, whatever. Fine, sure, fine whatever. whatever. And it keeps coming that's back and back and back. That's one of my favorite X-Files things. No, I just read something about the King book that Scully is reading. Point. She's reading Breakfast at Tiffany's while she's at home on the phone with David. And she's also on the phone with Mulder. On with Mulder, I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's a reason why she's reading that book. Apparently David Duchovny's final Jeopardy question on Celebrity Jeopardy had to do with Breakfast at Tiffany's. So he was kind of playing with that, Darren Morgan, when he wrote that in. After this episode aired? Uh, before, before, uh, before yeah. I guess at some point before this episode, David was on Celebrity, Celebrity Jeopardy, Jeopardy, and the question was about Breakfast at Tiffany's. Should have said it made a je- uh, something about frogs. Mm-hmm. I'm on his book about frogs, because everyone makes fun of him, and it's been this ongoing thing that I quite don't understand. David Duchovny does not know what frogs are, because he said, what are frogs? When they said, the guy said, the answer to the question was, did you? And then, like, Stephen King was like, what are frogs? And then mm. David goes, what are frogs? So it's, like, been an ongoing thing. <laughs> David Duchovny does not know what frogs are. Right. Apparently, I should go watch this episode of Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, my God. You can just did Google David Duchovny, what are frogs? You'll find it. Right. Um, it's all over. When people still tweet about it, it's right. annoying as fuck. I'm just like, Stop. So here's, I, and now, I, and now what are, what are, what's a meme? Now, what's a meme and what's a Tumblr? Right. Because he's the one who said during the uh, e, e interview a couple weeks ago, or I'm the a couple one months ago, when they said, We're here, you're on Tumblr. Is that you? He's like, What's a Tumblr? Here we go. Yes, select again. Five for 400, please. During the second plague, these amphibians came out of the water. Stephen, what are frogs? Right. What are frogs? Uh. <laughs> 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 the comedy oh, stylings of David did, Duchovny. Why did he repeat it? I don't know. I think he's trying to be funny. funny. And, and, and it's been like this, this big thing. David Duchovny doesn't know what frogs are. 
Here's the. Hang on, look at me. That's the book she should have read. Oh, no. That's the book he should write. Who's that in the middle? What are frogs by David Now it's what's a meme. David Duchovny doesn't know what a meme. And he digs peep. He digs a peep or is it Pepe? The little frog meme? The frog meme? I think it's Pepe. I have no idea. Hmm. Uh, What's the who's the celebrity in the middle? She's losing by two hundred. Damn. <laughs> Negative two hundred, I should say. <laughs> Here's something good. I mean, David's winning at this point. He's right. like double. He's a smart matter. guy. Doesn't matter. Yale <laughs> and Princeton, right? He did better than he did on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where yeah. he blew the big question and lost a lot of money. Pretty smart as actors go. I didn't realize they had so many celebrity game shows. Mm. Oh yeah. For charity. Long before do. The Apprentice. Yeah. The. Uh, you fired. So the, the, I, I'm telling you, I'm reading these Wikipedia um, notes from the production, and it's funnier than the episode. Even um, they actually had a animal trainer for the cockroaches. There's somebody like credited as Debbie Cove is the animal trainer at losing 300 live cockroaches, and a lot of really me, good. I like to think of like Rachel Dratch as the cat lady on Thirty Rock, like right. the cat wrangler, just right. like this weird like. Yeah. <laughs> What do you do for a living? I wrangle cockroaches for yeah. a weird sci-fi I wrangle cockroaches. TV shows. Well, yeah, that like first scene, like the actor who had the cockroach, like, well, any of the actors in this mm-hmm. episode that have like all the roaches all over yeah. their body. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, like there's a lot of things I would do as an actor, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about letting cockroaches crawl all over me like that. Speaking of letting cockroaches call over you, Tyler the Bean is the stoner who dies. Ooh, with like it goes up in his arm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Up. Tyler the Bean is the uh, the stoner with that that uh, that comes back. Yeah, they looked familiar. Who He's from guys? Antitrust with Tim Robbins and Ryan Felipe, and he and the girl Nicole Parker as Chick. I love these names, character names. Uh, return in an episode at uh, Quagmire where with they're Big Blue. with Big Blue hunting down. Uh, Queequeg's uh, big episode. Hunting down Quagmire. No, Alan Buckley like as the dude who dies cutting himself because he's got the cockroaches crawling in his arm. He's from Supernatural. Uh, he's Ed Zedmore, one of the ghost facers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ghost facers. Right, right. Five different episodes of Supernatural he plays that. That's very funny. And yeah, yeah, the cockroach brewing under the arm the, the, into the skin is, is mm-hmm. pretty nasty. That's pretty gross. And of course, we have Bill Dow as Dr. Rick Newton, who comes back a few times as Charles Chuck. Burke. That's, that's Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, that's Chucky. That's Chuck. Just Chuck. Just Chuck. Yeah. Just Chuck. Now, if you can you actually get an, a brain aneurysm by pushing too hard when you have to poop? I hope not. Because that made me nervous. <laughs> that makes me nervous for a while. I thought I had one last week when I popped my ears. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm oh, like, yes, oh, right now. It's a terrible way to go. Fox people, the censors at Fox, had a horrible problem with the script's heavy use of the word crap. Uh, you, even though there's that, a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap. And the, the crap people at Fox, literally explodes and lands yeah, on them. They didn't the like that. They didn't like crap? Mm. Wow. 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 He didn't like crap. He didn't like crap. No. All right. Hey, Christopher Walken. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the special guest today. Did you notice the fourth wall break in yeah. this episode? Oh, well, the cockroach. Well, the roach like yeah. across the screen. There's <laughs> like goosebumps moment there. Yeah, but like, exactly. why? like why? It's like a wipe, right? It's like an improv wipe going to commercial. Like, it looks then. like someone's actually, uh, you have one crawling across your actual screen. But like they've never done that before. No. It no. was kind of silly, but I don't know. It was kind of, it was I remember seeing it and freaked me out the very first time. I was like, wait, is it that was a totally effective. Yeah. Is that a cockroach on our screen. I think Darren Morgan pulled out all the stops from this one, from a comedic standpoint. Uh, Quay got a bath. Mm-hmm. And then what the fuck is egg bomb? Egg bomb syndrome? What yeah. The fuck is egg bomb? <laughs> well, every five minutes. Oh, well, that's the egg bomb syndrome. Yeah. Oh, well, this is that. This well, is that's that. There's a perfectly normal explanation for this. Now, some people have some. It, it, some some people have some objections to the way Scully was written in this because she's a little jealous of Bambi. Bambi. And uh, well, anytime they bring in an attractive her name is Bambi female doctor. Anytime they bring in any other female person that's right. attractive, Scully gets very uh, territorial. Right. And some people have problem with her being written this Bambi's way. Bambi's hot. That was basically why okay. they killed off every female in the first, like, six seasons of Supernatural. And, well, they, they <laughs> kill off all the female, a lot of the female love interests. Well, like, the well, one of them, at least. One of them? Yeah, no, well, one, the vampire blew herself up, so that was taken care of. That's right, yeah. And then uh, we have Diana coming up. The foul one. Dirty Diana. Oh. Yeah. So, well, it's a good um, one. I give this one a seven, I think. Maybe a seven point five. Oh, I'm not ready to rate it yet. You're not ready to rate. You got more stuff. No, the uh, the the when she's on the phone and she's and he screams, he's like, ah, she's like, what happened? He's like, ah, the flashlight went out. Right. <laughs> and then David is really really funny in the scene when Doctor whatever Barabam Bambi is talking all about UFOs. Right. And, like the. Insects being from other planets, right. and him just playing completely dumb. His face, yeah, just like shaking his head because he's you know all obsessed with UFOs. Well, what about the time when Scully calls him while he's talking to her? Says, "I gotta go." And he's just like, <laughs> "No, the phone rings." And he goes, "Not now." Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> he's got very, his game on. He's very, very funny. And then um, the the invention of the toilet was really named Thomas Crapper. Yes, that's true. Okay. That is true. Mm-hmm. I, I did a project on toiletology <laughs> in seventh grade. <laughs> and we learned that Mulder hates insects, but this does not become apparent. In, this, I'm sorry, this reveal is, I think, something that's just exclusive to this episode. Because he didn't really hate insects when they were out in the forest and mm-hmm. they got attacked by those crazy lightning bolts, mm-hmm. whatever those were. He wasn't like, oh, I hate insects. Right, he, right, he was right. He just right. worried about those bugs. Right. Well, so yeah, it's like the fire of, thing, yeah. Yeah, like the yeah, fire just, thing. It's thrown in. He throws it in. There was yeah. just a reason for him to call her in the middle of the night and talk to her. But it's comedic, so it works for him. And me. then he has the girly scream. Yeah. Yeah. Roach spray so, you know, called Big problem with that. If the word crap is based on Thomas Crapper, is that, I guess that's where they get the word crap from. The, you're taking a crap because you, you're using Crapper's device. Well, it's also the John. The John. Is John Crapper? Well, his first name was Tom. Why don't they call it the Tom? Well, that's what I'm saying. Why call it John? Maybe Jonathan was his middle name. And uh, But you know, the, but people have a problem with the word crap. Like, that's a 
bad word. And I have a problem with that being a bad word now. Well, it's okay. That's based you on his say name. It. Just don't say it in front of like... You're using the crapper, the device created by you know, Mr. It's crapper. It's a fine word, I think, for adults, but you probably don't want to say it when you're doing a kid's show at a school or something. No, but I have a problem with that word being a bad word now. Well, it's you don't get to word. choose what you have a problem with. I am going to start a campaign. Crap. You can't say crap at a school assembly when we're doing a show. I now have a problem with that. I also think it's like, well, crap, and then when people say shut up or sucks, mm-hmm. and I grew up like Catholic mm-hmm. in like a Catholic school, and I got in trouble for saying shut up. I understand those not being I got, a good I got word. Those, those for are that, rude words. And I got sucks too. I got. But the word crap people, should not be people, a rude word. People drop them sometimes in kid-friendly shows, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think those no. are really like technically yeah, okay. Yeah, should. No. Should no. not be being said. But the, I think that's a different word. I think you crap. You say crap. Just don't I am say going to write a letter to like the Who? DOE it's or a, the It's a battle you're never going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write the president. You understand that. Right? I'm going to do a press <laughs> release. I'm going to write a whole article on crap should not be a disregarded word. Crap should be like a normal lexicon. Crap should be the word that is, is accepted instead of shit. When you have to do stuff on the crapper. Wait, you're not supposed to say shit There either. are proper words for what you're talking about. Yeah, poop. Yeah. But I think the word crap is no, is more is polite a... than poop. Like, you're not going to say, hey, I'm going to go poop. Oh, we don't, talk, we don't like the word poop. You just say you're going, the, technically, humor. You can, if you're talking to your doctor, would you be like, oh, I just went poop? Yeah. No. no. You say, I had a bowel movement. A loose stool that's like, you know, you know, I feel like a George Carlin well, thing now. We're going to call it, it's a loose two. stool. You can say number, number two. two. Yeah, why do we have to be cute about it? It is a crap. It is something we do on the crapper. Those should be the most accepted terms because the device was invented by Thomas Crapper. Because it's used as a way, the way it's used a lot of the time isn't, isn't referring to shit right. itself. In fact, I think every like place shit. we use the word toilet should People be replaced like, oh, with crapper. Shit. They're not talking about shit itself. Every I mean, restaurant, instead of saying restrooms this way, Walter. crapper this way. Walter. This way to take crap. It's really called feces, Walt. Yeah. You're not going to win this battle. I am going to take this on. It's not about winning. It's the journey. Let, let me just it's say, a journey people that's use it not worth taking. as a, a, an expletive. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a sl- crap. It's a slang word. Oh, crap. See, I have a part, problem. That's, the, that's rude. The, it, like, for example, uh, the, in the news right now, they're talking about these black burgers from Burger King oh, yeah. turning people's feces green. Oh, God. And, like, the proper term is feces. Is that the A1 burger bun? It's just like a black. It's like a black color dyed. Yeah, but because it's got which of course is going to turn your poop different colors because you're putting food coloring in your body. But I think the commercial is it's like it's it's color like that because they flavor it with A one or they have a color that's A one. Yeah, if you drink a lot of the blue and green Gatorade, your your poop also comes out alien green. Fluorescent. Alien green. But like that's not necessarily bad for you. It's just like no, you know you're putting food coloring in your body, which is not like a natural substance to be eating in the first place. Yeah. Wow, Another reason we've, not to go to Burger King. We've gone to a whole talk about people's coloring. Well, this crap had wanted to crap on crap all for fucking ten minutes. Well, my at the end when they're he covered says, in crap. when they're covered in crap and says, "You look pooped." Scully sarcasm. The sarcasm is strong in this. This episode needs rim shots. She makes a lot of snarky comments. Like the crap, get rim shots around the crapper. And then, it, uh, why does what Mulder is eating at the very end when he's like sitting at his computer, mm-hmm. it looks like he's eating a pile of poop. 
I don't know what he was eating. Was that like a muffin or it looks like a pile of poop? Yeah, it looks like cakes of, and that that that's a weird looking roach. That roach looked like an alien. The one that he killed. The one he kills at the end. Yeah, that one looked weird. That very like Scooby Doo ending. (laughs) So I guess the question for we should ask Frank, Frank, if we see Frank on Friday, we should actually ask Frank Spotnitz on Friday. Were any cockroaches actually killed in the making of this episode? He might not know. He wasn't really involved with this episode directly. He might not care. He might not know. He might not know. But directed by Kim Manners, written by Darren Morgan. Well, you just dropped that bomb. I don't think you've announced it on the podcast. What's that? Oh, yeah. Uh, did we talk about it in the last podcast? We didn't know yet, did yeah, we? Yeah, and then you announced I don't it think before it was we were supposed yet. to announce it. Yeah, I got in trouble. Got in Sorry, trouble. X-Files News. <sighs> I got so much I asked trouble. you. I asked you. I was like, is it okay for you to, to announce I'm a marketing it? whore. Because I knew that they wanted to officially. Because they were like, I saw them. They tweeted. They said, oh, we have a surprise. I'm like, oh, cute. They're going to they're gonna announce it soon. And then mm. you went on wrote all these. I was like, Walt? Did they say it was okay? He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, oh. Boy. Well, I didn't know it was like all this protocol. I was all about, we want to have a big crowd for Frank Spotnitz, who is now the special guest that's going to be with us Friday, 6 o'clock here at the Broadway Comedy Club, where we're recording this podcast Right now, downstairs in the main stage, 150 seats, we're going to do some improv comedy with our troupe, LMAO, and then X-Files News is going to have some trivia, and then at 7.15 here, 7.20, X-Files News is going to host a panel discussion with Frank Spotnitz of the X-Files. It's a Q&A discussion. It's a Q&A, yeah, a Q&A session. They don't really call it a panel. Pan- a panel? A panel? A Q&A panel. discussion. Panel. Panel so, Q&A. And if you haven't seen his new show on Amazon, Man in the High Castle, the reason I saw recently, really, really good. Have you seen this yet, Pat? Nope. Alternate reality, dystopian, Nazis won the war, it's 1962, so you got weird, interesting period things from a different perspective. So it's more political than uh, sci-fi, really. It's very political. Yeah, I think it gets more sci-fi later, but it's more political. So, uh, yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Take a little break to talk about that. Um, in this episode, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm going to give this a 9 because I enjoy it. And Mulder takes off his shirt and runs down the hallway with his belt open, so mm-hmm. it has to get a 9. Oh boy. I'll give it an 8. <laughs> you one of my, one of my more favorite Monster of the Week that episodes up to this point. It was good. It's so funny. Oh boy. So now we're moving on to Syzygy. It's been a long time on that. Another, another word I would never know if it wasn't for X-Files. Because like, Walt talked about Yeah, because I talked about oubliette in the show the other day. I actually used the word oubliette. And no one knew what In the, the improv fuck show because about. we just did the podcast about oubliette last week. And no one knew what and, the hell uh, there were people like, I was a mom keeping my kids in a dungeon. And they, okay, okay. We don't and need I to said, go oh them. yeah, oubliette. It's funnier it's nicer when it's said in french and everyone went huh? nobody knew what i was saying but uh so this is I the episode proud. with the crazy teenagers mm-hmm. they go nuts because of some type of cosmic g-spot that's right. hey that's what the lady called it mm-hmm. it's got ryan reynolds in the teaser mm-hmm. makes a little speech gets himself into trouble and ends up dead oh ryan reynolds yeah yeah, this must have been one of his first things, because he's really young in this. I think it was. Definitely. He was living in Canada at the time. Oh. Just a young actor. Oh! Jade DeBoom. Yeah. And Angela White, the the cop in this one, Dana Wheeler-Nicholson, uh, was in Friday Night Lights. It was at ABC? Was it NBC, CBS? I forget which one was on. But for four years, she did 22 episodes of Friday Night Lights, and she's in Nashville this year. Or no, I guess this past season. 
She did nine episodes on Nashville, so she, she's in a lot of stuff, a lot of movies. I like, like it. Love him, hate him. Uh, Wouldn't you know, want to date him. Ultimate Mean Girls. You know. Mean Girls before Mean Girls. Yeah. But they're like crazy cult-like Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And they can control people with their brains. And can do all kinds of superpowers. Thanks to right. the G-spots and the moon. Talk about so we think it starts out. It's a cult episode at the beginning, but right. then we find out it's not a cult episode at all. Right, it's misleading. You know, I don't understand. How come the sir, the uh, the sheriff, when Mulder says, doesn't that kind of look like a goat? Doesn't what did the sheriff all says? Yeah, that's our town mascot. You know, the horned beast. The horned the horned beast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's our town mascot. That's well, the high school mascot. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 You know, they're all doing sports. That's the town. That's the high school mascot. I don't know, but the the so, the forces that are where apparently this particular location. Yeah. Wherever they are, these cosmic forces mm-hmm. are very strong in this area. And yeah. as soon as they start to get into town, Mulder and Scully start bickering at each other. Yeah. Pulling in, just going into town. Mm-hmm. On the way there, they're bickering. And then yeah. the bickering, bicker, bicker, bicker. I don't like the bickering so much. The bickering kind of like gets me annoyed at It's not, it's not as fun as like their normal playful banter. Right. Yeah, it gets it gets a little ridiculous. But the, the psychic that keeps charging Mulder's credit card mm-hmm. says that, you know, relationships are going to suck. People are going to argue with each other. People are going to be at odds with each other. So I'm going to just chalk this all up to them being crazy because right. of the same reason everyone else is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Because of this like cosmic vortex. Right. So that's the word syzygy actually means the alignment of three planetary bodies in in the same solar system. Ooh, a threesome. Yeah. Ooh, baby. The whole thing felt like a like a like a slasher movie kind mm-hmm. of rip off. Heather oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what la- made me Typical laugh like when they're at the like at the party at the birthday party mm-hmm. and you have that nineties like rock and roll music and they're dancing like I'm like, oh my god, that's so eighties, even though it's nineties. Mm-hmm. But like you have this like rock and roll grungy music and they're dancing. I'm like, wow, this is a eighties slasher flick all of a mm-hmm. sudden. Uh, yeah, so they said that geological geological vortex, the cosmic G G spot, the planets come in alignment. Right. So you have uh, Mercury, Mars and Uranus. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> This cosmic G-spot comes from Uranus. Of course, everything yeah. comes from Uranus. Then you know, some people have a G-spot in their anus. Uranus. Okay, then. This, is like, this episode felt a little weird, too, because normally, like, when somebody dies on this show, like, they're a lot more serious about it. Right. But I felt like this episode was still trying to go for, like, the goofy fun of the last episode. Right. Yeah, and it's a darker episode in general, so it doesn't always hit. That's a different writer too. I mean, Darren Morgan just nailed the comedy. This one is. Uh, Who's this one? Nope, I just lost it. Where to go? Poopy butt stinky head. Mm-hmm. Did he write this one? <laughs> oh, I lost internet now. Um, I'll come back to you on that. Poopy butt. I've got it right here. The writer of Syzygy is Chris Carter. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kitty. Aww. Yeah. They got the kitty. Oh, I never liked the sheriff cats, like the short hair. I never liked those short hair cats. The cat? What? The, the, You're the complaining about cats now? The sheriff's cat has those, the, 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 they kind of look Siamese a little bit. They're, they always look annoying to me. They don't look as cuddly. They're like the prissiest. Not, not as cute as the dead dog. They, they're like Mr. the prissiest Tippy. of cats. Mr. Tippy. Yeah. 
Yep. And, and the pediatrician that's dressed as a woman and playing all kinds of role mm-hmm. playing I don't know what he's doing but when they go to his house and they're like we found bones oh yeah the doctor who's a cross dresser yeah the cross dressing <laughs> pediatrician they go to what's house he's got on like lipstick and stuff right 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 it's, it's creepy and the dang dog Mr. Tippy I still oh, laugh about that Mr. Tippy Scully gets mad and jealous again mm-hmm yeah, there's two episodes. Yeah, there's a lot. There's maybe two episodes the, in a row. I wonder if these episodes were meant to be back to back, and just because of schedules, they end up being back to back. Maybe this the one. With, oh no, the last episode had Mulder like throwing back some whiskey. No, that was this no, episode. Just the episode. Yeah. they get mad at each other. He drinks, she smokes, and that's something that's part of like the syzygy causes them to have vices. <laughs> And then they have the Keystone Cops that keeps playing. Yes. And he tries to change the channel. Mm-hmm. And this Keystone Cops. And he's trying to change the channel. And he's really not hitting on the detective. She just come, she comes over and tries to like jump his bones pretty How much. do you pronounce syzygy? Oh. Let's see if Siri has an answer. That, that's how you pronounce it. That's how I got it. I actually went there. <laughs> well, you keep talking, so Siri's confused now. Huh. I believe someone just asked me this the other day. <laughs> Give me a sec. Here. All right. <laughs> what? She's full of shit. Just give me the answer. Well, you guys kept talking while I was okay. talking, so it didn't hear it. Oh, it's okay. Do it again. Do it again. All right. Let's see. Siri, how do you pronounce syzygy? Okay, I found this. Okay, now say it out loud. It actually like reads the word syzygy. I'm going to remember that for Scrabble. That's a good Scrabble word if I get three Ys. <laughs> Are there three Ys in Scrabble? I don't think so. You probably need a blank space. Yeah. You probably need a blank space, baby. Three Ys and a Z. And it spell scissors a G. Yeah. That's an awesome letter. You got a lot of points on a triple word score there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it when they all get into the the station and like all the guns start going off, and then the Keystone Cop starts playing mm-hmm. again, and then they play the Keystone Cops uh, theme song is playing, mm-hmm. and the guns just start going off by themselves. Yeah, right, right. And all the townspeople are like, "Where are they? Where are they?" So apparently, it was supposed to be Clockwork Orange. Did they make a reference to Clockwork Orange in the episode? For what? Um, instead of Keystone Cops. Is that what that was? It was supposed to be Clockwork Orange, but they couldn't get the rights. At ah. one point, they do reference Clockwork Orange in the episode, though. And uh, But apparently, again, I don't know what these episodes were meant to be back to back. Clockwork Orange, the last episode, was very Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. And they kept talking about Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. They made a reference to mm-hmm. it. But I love like, the soundtrack in this episode, too, by the way. Yeah. A little Rob Zombie, a little live. Yeah. Basically, whenever they do like '90s kids, I'm like, "Oh, this is my music." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so apparently, the, the name of the high school was another reference to a David Duchovny question from Jeopardy. What? So we gonna watch this episode, or maybe we don't. Maybe we've seen everything we need to see from it. Was he like just on Jeopardy before the season? Think, it must I don't have think been. you can see the whole episode. Yeah. I think you could just see the part just where the he frogs. talks about frogs. And I have to go to ABC and go to the archives. What are frogs? And he's probably regretted it ever since, mm-hmm. just like he regretted the speedo. <laughs> uh, so I, I, know, I the like whole, the whole episode. The, yeah, the foot, the little foot. Uh, I was just reading the, about that actually. The little foot doesn't touch the pedals. Yeah, little, that's very, very. We've that's been brought up so many times. Apparently, that's a joke Carter made at a X Files convention in Pasadena that year. 
uh, well, Scully's little feet. They tweeted it to each other last year. Oh, really? Yeah, it was um, <laughs> oh when they started their Twitter banter. It was pretty funny. I forgot David Duchovny plays Jeff Goldblum in a Saturday Night Live Celebrity Jeopardy well, sketch. It's a long time ago, so now that would make him Jeff Oldblum. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does like those funny exercises, and he's got the glass. Yeah, that's funny. He does a good job with that. David considers almost there's three separate X-Files. We're talking about these last two episodes. There's the X-Files of the, mytho- the mythology. Mm-hmm. There's the X-Files of the standalone. And then the X-Files of the comedy where, the, you know, and the character is almost different in all three. So he considers this the comedy one? This is one of the comedic ones. Be. Yeah. Well, the, the way the characters react to each other. It just and, wasn't as good as the last yeah. one. I'll give it a six. I'm going to give this a seven because I just, I can watch it and still laugh about it. And sure, there's, there like, the foot, the foot, the pedals mm-hmm. thing is a big thing. And the sure, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a seven. Well, that's kind of like a, a callback to the final episode. X-Files catchphrases yeah. in there. Sure, fine. What, and especially at the very end when Mulder says, sure, fine, whatever. When she runs the stop sign. <laughs> when she runs the stop sign in the very end. I'm going to give this a five. Because I find this was an attempt by Carter to try and emulate the writing style of Darren Morgan, direct quote from this Wikipedia thing. And I think, you know, it made no sense to have him back to back. Like, it's more than just the episode. I think it's it's not the superior script of a Darren Morgan writing. So. They kind of film these in and out of order, right? So they could have, like, bumped this around in the season. Yeah, I wonder, like, if they. Yeah, I guess it's Chris trying to be funny, and it, it doesn't quite work for me. At times, I enjoy it. I'll give it a. I enjoy it, but I think after the last one, it, it's you know, it's it's weird. It is weird, but I, I still like it. Yeah. So we're moving on to grotesque, right? Yes. Gargoyles are creepy. That's those, right. These are some of the harshest reviews from Waltz, actually. By the yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm usually I'm a little more. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, usually you're like, I give it a ten. So, Best episode ever this week. I don't know. I get very entertained by a bit more episodes that are silly. So yeah. Yeah, let's crack open that analytical. Wait till we get brain. to Piper Maru in the next episode. But uh, we're here with grotesque, and our you know two episodes in a row with uh, that '70s shows alumni in it. We got Red. Oh yeah. Right. Agent Bill Patterson. Putting ass or foot up asses of Eric Foreman. He was uh, a kicking ass in the FBI. Yeah. Well, he's naturally. Like, he's almost always a dick yeah, of like some sort. He's not like that in real life, though. He's I a lovable dick. On, oh. No, I saw him on the one improv show that I think, thank God you're here. Right? Oh, yeah. He was really nice. No, no, he's a great guy. But he has so, that very blunt, Mastow, abrupt yeah. quality. So Mastow is the, the suspect and the criminal they arrest. That's right. That originally was doing the killings, and the idea is that he got into mm-hmm. his head and became him, mm-hmm. right? Possessed by him. a demon. Yeah, it, but is is he possessed by a demon, or does he just think he is like the criminal? I think there's a demon involved. I think, well, you know, he could argue that he was just so involved. And there's been a lot of movies over the years where that kind of thing happened, where the cop became the killer. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it, it's not a brand new idea and it's not something that hasn't happened in real life where somebody was so involved with what's going on that they took on the qualities of their investigating or the, the suspect and um, but I, I, I believe there really was a demon involved I think at different times there's one time where he's attacking Mulder 
and he's got him on the ground. We never see his face, but he looks more demon-like in that, the way they shoot it. And the ears are poking out a little bit, kind of pointy, and uh, the, the shadows even at different times. It's not quite Donnie Faster demon-like, but uh, the hint of Yeah, there. the drawing they kept doing mm -hmm. of the demon gargoyle was, right. is a scary-looking thing. This is Howard Gordon. I love any, Howard Gordon, you know, anything he does with police and FBI. Always good stuff. And Mulder gets very deep into this, too, and Skinner mm -hmm. gets worried about him, which is kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, he cares. Yeah. I'm worried about it, too. So the only thing, the set of this piece is weird for me. I find when Mulder finds, like, the hidden shop of sculptures. Yeah, where he starts building a gargoyle? Where the hell is he? He's, like, there's this little room that is the room, that Mastow's room, where he has all the sketches and paintings of, of stuff that he's drawn, of the demons and gargoyles. And then you go into the back shop and you find all the bodies inside the clay. And then we find new ones that are from the uh, from Kurtwood, uh, from Bill Patterson, the FBI agent that becomes a killer. But in the chase scenes that we have later on, this set seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weird. It, it doesn't gel with me somehow. You know, the, the what's the word? The... When the tie is wrong in the wrong scene, and uh, the continuity of it of the set, <laughs> the continuity of the set is off for me. Yeah, well, they have that problem. I'm getting really picky because I love this episode, but I mean that always is weird to me. Like, where it, it's just like it's almost like a dream. You know what I mean? You're in a dream, and it's you're in a place, and all of a sudden you're in a different place, and it just keeps changing. It had that kind of quality to me. Like, the set kept changing. Maybe it was supposed to. Maybe. And that, maybe, maybe. That was the demon changing. Maybe. maybe like Alice in Wonderland thing. Maybe Mulder did kill. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, it was grotesque. That body under the clay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got some good gross-out moments. Agent Nemhauser. 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 Poor guy. This is a spooky, creepy episode. This is pretty intense. And the box cutter is such a small blade, you have, it's really, I don't know if intimate is the right word for it, but you, you're up close and personal when you're killing somebody with a box cutter. That's it, rough. I'm glad that they didn't show that. Yeah. They didn't have to, but I, I, I was definitely squeamish at times with this one. Quite squeamish. Well, gargoyles already are squeamish. Like, yeah. just having the one outside the window <coughs> in the one scene where mm -hmm. he was just sitting there looking and then he looked out the window and there was the gargoyle. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the clay gargoyle, it was just a gargoyle. And mm -hmm. I was like, why the fuck is that there? Just to freak us out. Mm -hmm. It is pretty scary. It's very dark. and Every time, too, it makes me think, like, oh, maybe this is, uh, you know, just like aliens. They're just not saying it. Mm -hmm. But they probably just, like, do random shit like this. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's pretty much random shit. <laughs> Never uh, explained. Just a bunch of random shit. Actually, random some shit. of the gargoyles are pretty interesting looking. The one outside the window... Because gargoyles are creepy and grotesque, but they have, like, an artistic quality to them. They, yeah. They're very, very intricate sculptures. Yeah. Very, very... And I've always loved gargoyles. I've always thought they were the coolest thing. Did you like the TV show? Gargoyles? First season. Got weird. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it's questionable if there was a supernatural <coughs> element to it, because I still don't question if the killer was just insane. Mm hmm And that insanity from... Mulder's uh, uh, the professor mm -hmm. professor he's like a detective professor he wrote a book right or he's like he wrote he's like a base he's a criminal criminal profiler yeah that trained Mulder 
Right. Right? Or, and he teaches at Quantico or something like that? Or He's a teacher at Quantico. There was a... <laughs> and what Bill Patterson says, Kurt Woodsmith's character says, you know, I really thought Mulder was amazing and I was challenging him all the time. He was disappointed with Mulder's decision. Yeah, he thought by doing the whole X-Files thing, he's wasting this amazing career that well, he could have had. Well, a lot of people thought that. Yeah. And so he's angry about that, but Mulder thinks he doesn't like him, but it's he's hard on him, like, kind of the way his father was, right? He, a lot of his characters said he thinks they don't like him. Mulder thinks that he is unliked by these people when they're trying to be, you know, tough love kind of characters. No, he and, knows. He knows why they think he's spooky. Right. Well, no, th- that's why he's... Throwing he's away very good. aware. Right. <laughs> he's aware that they know that he... They think that he threw away a right. brilliant career and that mm-hmm. he's very, very smart. Mm-hmm. And, and he's thrown away uh, a, a very, very good career as a pro- criminal profiler right. to become... To study these X-Files. To chase monsters in the dark. I was thinking about that a lot. We watched the second episode of the new show, Quantico. About Quantico. Have you seen this yet? The new yeah, show? I don't know how realistic that is to real Quantico. It seems strange, but they're, they're talking about a couple of them are like genius profilers, mm-hmm. and the one character is smarter than many of the others. Uh, I know that's Deepak Chopra's granddaughter or something like that. Her last name is Chopra, but uh, but it's it's a pretty good show. I, I like it, but it's I was thinking about Mulder. You know these genius types that are in the FBI. When you know how often do you see the FBI or cops portrayed as not so smart you know a lot of times you know they're holding back the truth not you know forwarding the the, the truth but uh but these these are very that's brilliant. all Mulder's about is the truth yeah he wants the truth right it's very personal to him mm-hmm no, I, I, this this is a great episode so i give it a seven a seven i'll match you on a seven i'll, t- I'll go with you on a seven okay i think i would have given it more of a seven if i more but it, but again, it, it, it's it's film noir and it's noir one of the classic like X Files. We're not going to show you stuff. I probably no. It's like that whole thing with the set, the uh, the yeah. room being confusing to the continuity me. Continuity, like, especially after the last two episodes, it kind of like like it, it takes like a darker tone, but it yeah. kind of like lulls in the entertainment value for me. Yeah. But like David's performance is so good in this episode, mm-hmm. so I would give it a five. I'm gonna bump it up to uh, a six. I think from an acting standpoint, that the whole cast is really. On point. I don't think there's a wasted moment in this scene. Cast was on fleek. Mm-hmm. They're on fleek. Cast on fleek. Well, the cast is usually on fleek. Mm-hmm. It's just like very rare in a show like this where I blame any of the cheesy parts of an episode to casting. No. Oh, yeah. casting or you know, as opposed to writing and. Casting, yeah, the yeah. acting. The right, 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 right. Yeah, and TV is definitely the writer's medium. Mm. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, so it was a film is the director's medium, TV is the writer's medium, theater is the actor's medium. So it's you know it's it's all about the writers in TV, and we were just pawns in their ongoing puppet show. There's so, a lot of Mulder hate though. It kind of bugs me. Some of the in this trivia. episode, just in general. Mulder hate or uh, yeah, or not uh, not the company hate. Both. <laughs> we know you're. Loyalties lie. Well, as Taylor Swift <laughs> says, those haters are going to hate. Gonna hate, yeah. hate, 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 and hate, hate some hate. more. Yeah. According to the trivia, apparently they wanted to use real gargoyles in the original scripts. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, where are you going to find a real gargoyle? Yeah, they couldn't find any real gargoyles? Live, that like live gargoyles? Like real gargoyles on... They wanted to like have the gargoyles alive, I guess. Yeah. Is there such a thing? Or, or they weren't allowed to use like gargoyles on a church because they couldn't get rights or something. Probably why they scrapped this stupid idea. 
They could have gotten a, a gargoyle handler, just like they had a cockroach handler. They could have gotten Jason Alexander to reprise his role from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's right. Mm. Notre Dame. Actually, that movie was not out yet at this point. So I'm on the same kind of trivia. All around the same time. They, the, they wanted to use a particular Catholic hospital for the opening sequence, and they wouldn't let them affix a faux gargoyle to the building. Oh, wow. So no gargoyles were harmed in the making of this production. Thank goodness. That's the important thing here. That's good to know because, you know, you get Pete out there, like, standing up for those gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Well, after that elephant episode, pita has been on set every fucking <laughs> episode waiting for them to mess up. Don't mess up. Well. Kim Manners calls this his third favorite episode. Really? Yeah. It was a pretty dark hour of television. Yeah, but like I think Patrick said, the entertainment value of it, it's not, it's kind of slow. Yeah? It's a I, little I never slow. Found it slow. It's like, it's not edgy or seed. It's not. It, but it's like, like that film noir intensity. Slow. Yeah, exactly. It's not action packed, but it's intense, I find. Like dramatically intense. I wouldn't call it film noir, though. It's, it's kind of film noir. You don't have guy people just cigarettes. Cause, just because it's film noir wall. doesn't mean it's good. Well, no, no, but I think it has a very dark, um, dramatic intensity that is. The you know what is going on the you know the, it's like a mystery suspense thriller kind of a thing it's not action packed it's all character driven yeah but it's psychological thriller and and of all the drama of Mulder letting down this superior it just seems a little boring to me yeah yeah See, I'm gonna give this an eight now because I I think this is a really great yeah. episode now I think, he's just doing it to spite us that's why oh he gets such high rank god damn it no. <laughs> No, the only flaw I have is I, I always get confused. Like, where the fuck are they running? They have this huge running. See, and then Mulder ended yeah. up like in the dumpster. See, the problem is somebody probably said the same thing. Is that we need more action, so we need this tiny little room to have this a huge hallway that they can run through. So that's why they, they opened yeah, he up ran, this. He jumped over. Yeah, and fell this down oversized green room now or something where they have these gargoyles. It was dark. It didn't look like a green room. Right. Usually you have light in there. I'm gonna say this weird kind of and the textures of it were very strange and. Textures of the gargoyles? The t- no, the textures of like the room, like there was like, it just, I don't know, it was, it was almost like running through a swamp. There's like, it, but it was like cloth hanging or just, I don't know. That's why I think it's confusing. I have to watch it again to really get what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I don't you can know. do that on your own. Yeah, I'll watch this. Ten we'll have a rewatch, rewatch That's podcast. Right. I'm gonna rewatch this while listening to this podcast. Two for one. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow me at the Pat Reedy. At Walt Frazier. At Lori's F. Hey, we'll see you guys next time on Two Files and a Newborn, I guess. Follow Duchovniacs. Yeah, Duchovniacs.com. Yeah. We're having a party. Come to our party. Friday. Six o'clock.